The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Buzz Burbank, news and comment. Friday, August 5th, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news, made possible when you shop through the Amazon links at buzzburbank.com. Hillary Clinton now has a solid lead in the polls, leading Donald Trump by as much as 15% in a new Marist survey. Fox News says Clinton now has a 10-point lead. Another poll has her leading by 9%. A poll for United Press International shows Clinton with nearly a 6-point lead over Trump. Clinton has now reversed the lead held by Trump, mainly in the past week. A breakdown by UPI shows that out of every 100 voters who left the Trump bandwagon this past week, two became undecided or leaned third party, three switched their votes to Clinton. The Marist poll shows he's lost support from his main base, white voters, men, and Republicans. Last month, 85% of Republicans supported Trump. Now, it's 79 Trump's verbal battle with the grieving military families hurt him severely. Although Trump's sticking to his claim, the family attacked him, by his word, viciously. Trump has now refocused his campaign remarks on Hillary Clinton, now calling her the queen of corruption. And he says electing her means four more years of Obama. That might not be a bad thing, according to this next poll. It says President Obama is set to leave office every bit as popular as Ronald Reagan or Bill Clinton. Obama's approval rating is the highest it's been since he was sworn in for a second term. He leaves office far more popular than both his predecessor, George W. Bush, and his possible successor, Hillary Clinton. The good news for Clinton in this is that most of the people surveyed think she will continue Obama's policies and that her disapproval ratings are not quite as low as those of Donald Trump. There is, of course, a dark cloud outside these silver linings. 45% of the country disapprove of the job Obama's been doing. 54% think things are going pretty or very badly, which is what Trump and the Republicans have been saying. At the very least, the timing was bad. The U.S. delivered $400 million in foreign currency to Iran. At the same time, the U.S. was sealing the deal to stop Iran's development of nuclear weapons. That payment was the same day Iran released four Americans it had jailed, including a Washington Post reporter. The law prohibits the U.S. from paying ransoms, and the money was foreign because the U.S. law prohibited Iran from receiving American dollars. Republicans from Donald Trump to Paul Ryan say it was clearly a ransom payment. The White House says it was money that was actually released earlier this year, and it wasn't a payment but a release of Iranian assets that had been frozen and tied up for years in an international court. It's money the Iranians paid for American weapons in the late 1970s, weapons they never got. Decades later, they finally are getting their refund. It's money the U.S. agreed to pay and less than a third of what the U.S. owes Iran. At the very least, though, the timing was bad. Trump says it's a bad precedent set by a weak president. President Obama says the U.S. doesn't and hasn't paid any ransoms. Trump also said he saw Iranian military video of the cash delivery, which he says Iran released to embarrass the U.S. At first, people assumed Trump had seen the video in some kind of intelligence briefing. Turns out, whatever Trump saw, he saw it on TV, and he saw it wrong. Later, the Trump campaign would clarify the candidate's remarks to say it was actually file footage from CNN that Trump saw, video that was shot in Geneva, Switzerland, not Iran. And the footage wasn't a delivery of cash. It was the prisoner exchange. 
U.S. intelligence says there is no footage of the cash drop. Quoting Trump, they have a perfect tape done by obviously a government camera, and the tape is of the people taking the money off the plane, right? That means in order to embarrass us further, Iran sent us the tapes, right? It's a military tape. It's a tape that was a perfect angle, nice and steady. Nobody getting nervous. They're going to be shot because they're shooting a picture of money pouring off a plane. End quote. Government and media searches have turned up no such tape. With Russian hackers attacking the computers of the U.S. government and its political parties and candidates, what will keep the Russians out of our voting machines? Homeland Security Chief Jay Johnson says he's thinking about classifying polling sites as critical infrastructure, putting them on par with our power grid and our financial sector when it comes to cybersecurity. Johnson says his department is already looking at how to protect electronic polling sites, had been even before the attacks on the Democratic National Committee and the Clinton campaign. The electronic security of our election system hasn't been upgraded since 2002 and is now outdated. But protecting those sites will be a mean trick since 9,000 separate state and local governments stage their own elections with a multitude of different systems. Homeland Security cannot order them all to do anything, but it can issue guidelines, and that it will do. The young man accused of shooting to death nine black churchgoers in South Carolina a year ago has been attacked in prison by a fellow inmate. Dylan Roof, who spends most of his time in solitary, was showering at just before 8 a.m. The deputies who normally escort him were distracted, and a cell lock somehow came open, allowing a black inmate to slip out of his cell and into the shower where he left Roof battered and bruised. The black inmate had no weapon, just his fist, and Roof was reportedly not badly injured. The sheriff says he's investigating what appears to be a malfunctioning cell lock. The firing of the tear gas is ushering in the Summer Olympic Games in Rio. Riot police fired tear gas and pepper spray into crowds of protesters as the Olympic torch was relayed into town. The protesters had broken an agreement to leave at least one lane of the road open for the relay runners. But the riot gas also chased away families with children who'd come to see the torch, and it forced the relay to be abandoned at certain points. Hosting the games is costing Rio 12 to $20 million, and more than a million tickets still haven't been sold. Rio's also the country hardest hit by the Zika virus, political corruption, and a financial mess. A few competitions are already underway. The opening ceremony is tonight. Millennials need a more positive attitude about their own futures. A new survey shows that two-thirds of them don't think they'll ever save the million dollars that's a common target for people looking to spend two or three decades in retirement. And the survey shows most millennials plan to retire at age 59. But they say they don't make enough money to save with student loans to pay off in a tough job market, which is even tougher for women. Wells Fargo says they can. The investment firm says a 25-year-old who lands a starting salary of 32 k can save 5% the first year and 2% more each year after that until they hit 13%. If they do that, says the company, they'll have that million bucks, not by 59, but by 65. And although 75% of millennials are burdened with student loan debt, 70% of them are still finding a way to save for retirement. But 43% of millennial men and 54% of millennial women say they are living paycheck to paycheck. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus at Buzz Burbank and Michael J. Elston. This is Buzz Burbank News and Comment on the Realm Network.
Well, if you're shopping for back to school or off to college, Amazon's ready and there for you. Right now, find deals on everything from approved homeschooling curriculum to required public school items and everything a college student needs. In the back-to-school department, just enter your zip code, and Amazon will tell you what you need in your district, whether you're a student or a teacher. There you'll find Amazon's picks for the best items and the best deals from kindergarten to college. Amazon also has new and used textbooks. Save big on textbooks by going to Amazon first. You'll also find Kindles and Amazon's Fire Tablet, now on sale for as little as $49.99. And don't forget Amazon's Student Prime, which carries most of the benefits of Prime at a price a student can afford. Whether it's a classroom, a church, or an office, ordering regularly through the Amazon link at buzzburbank.com sustains this free daily newscast. And no, summer's not over yet. You'll still find deals on everything from lawnmowers to hammocks to beach and pool supplies. But please... Use my link at buzzburbank.com. This story is worth retelling, even though some of you are already aware of it. Someone killed a famous and beloved dancing flamingo at Bush Gardens in Tampa earlier this week. The Chilean flamingo was named Pinky because flamingos are pink if they have enough shrimp in their diets. And Pinky would have been 20 years old next month. Flamingos sometimes live 10 years longer than that. The way Pinky danced, even on the day she died, she appeared to have a lot of life left in her. But a park visitor picked up Pinky, held her over his head, and shook her and screamed, I got another one, I got another one. Other visitors were horrified and scolded the man. And then he spiked Pinky to the ground, nearly severing one of her dancing feet and sending her into tremors. The man's family tried to rush him out of the park, but the other visitors put a stop to that and held the man until security showed up. Pinky was rushed to the park's animal care center, but her injuries were so severe they had no choice but to put her down. Quoting the statement from Bush Gardens, she will be sorely missed. What kind of man would do such a thing? The kind who's done it all his life. 45-year-old Anthony Correo has been to prison a lot for animal cruelty, domestic violence, deadly assault on a senior citizen, and child endangerment in addition to drugs and DUIs. He's barely been out of prison a year. Now he's headed back to court, the judge in the preliminary hearing saying Correo's latest cruelty borders on depraved. The judge spoke for us all when he said, I don't know who does that. While Bolivia and Colombia have struck major blows against the cocaine industry this week, Venezuela is going another way. A Venezuelan general, the U.S. indicted for cocaine trafficking, is now the new justice minister in his country. In a Brooklyn courtroom, General Nestor Reverol is accused of taking bribes from drug traffickers when he ran Venezuela's anti-drug agency. He was promoted to justice minister as a way for Venezuela's president, Nicolas Maduro, to thumb his nose at the U.S., or as he calls us, the empire. The U.S., Maduro says, has its own kingpins and is the country that consumes the most drugs. At the height of the Cold War, the U.S. put a secret military base in the icy island country of Greenland. The idea was to have a base close to Russia to make it faster and easier to hit Russia with nuclear weapons. The missiles never arrived, but much research was done there before the U.S. military pulled the plug in 1964. The soldiers left the base behind, along with a stockpile of radioactive cooling water, fuel, chemicals, and human waste. Officials assumed the base would eventually be buried in ice and snow, which it was, and they assumed it would be buried forever. They didn't count on global warming. 
melting the ice and snow, revealing a lot of old secrets and toxic substances. Camp Century, as it was secretly named in 1959, is now expected to resurface no later than 2090. The U.S. has been putting stuff on the moon for 50 years, but now it's a private company, not NASA, that's flying an unmanned mission to the moon. The FAA, along with NASA, the State Department, and other federal agencies, including the White House, has signed off on a moonshot by a company called Moon Express, but the company won't be taking tourists. It'll be taking equipment, exploratory equipment, to dig for valuable resources that are in short supply here on Earth. In other words, they're mining the moon. Quoting a co-founder of Moon Express, in five years, the moon will be an important part of Earth's economy. When the TSA says no weapons on the plane, that includes batarangs. Inspired by Batman, batarangs are bat-shaped throwing stars, and like other weapons, they can travel by air in checked luggage, but not in the main cabin. It's the Comic-Con time of year when costumed fans of comics, comic book heroes, and sci-fi gather in halls around the country to celebrate their mutual love. And the TSA's been seizing more and more batarangs, now telling Comic-Con goers they can be placed in your checked baggage along with your grapple gun, bat saw, collapsible bat sword, and other utility belt items. And finally, from our Why Is It department, a month ago, a 47-year-old woman named Stacy was walking along Britain's Jersey Shore when she tripped over her puppy while walking on Gory Beach. Her iPhone fell into the water and washed away. Using the iPhone of another beachgoer, Stacy located her phone out in the English Channel. A month later, a man scanning the beach with a metal detector found a phone. It appeared to be ruined, but he dried it out for a few days, and it worked. And it revealed the name of its owner, Stacy. She now has her phone back. So, why is it Stacy's iPhone could survive after a month in salt water, but you drop yours in the water for two seconds and it never works again? No matter how much rice you bury it in. I'm Buzz Burbank. Have a great weekend, and thanks for supporting the shows and sponsors at BuzzBurbank.com. I'll be back Monday with another Buzz Burbank News and Comments. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.